Good morning, listeners. You're tuned in to WOBC 91.5 FM Overland College and Community Radio, and this is Unsupervised, WOBC's Internet Deep Dive Show. I'm Hazel, your impulsive hairstylist and co-host. And I'm Cecil, co-host who hopefully doesn't sound like they're in a tin can this week. We (laughs) are so very glad that you are here. And just in case you're new, the structure of the show is that each week, Cecil and I will alternate researching random internet and culture topics to bring to each other and y'all out there in radio land. Then for the next hour, we will share notes, discuss, with the goal of hopefully learning something. Hopefully. Well, last week, uh, Hazel led us on a little adventure through uh, the world of CCM that being contemporary children's music. Uh, we got to learn a little bit about Steve Songs, Lori Berkner, and Kids Trap, which uh, the reviews have been rolling in, and uh, Kids Trap was an absolute hit. Um, my mom loved it, for one, so <laughs> I feel like you should be very proud. Um, Hazel's over here making some waves. Yeah. Uh, this absolutely. week, it is my turn again, and Ooh. I figured we would... Uh, shake it up a little bit and do a little bit more of an open discussion. This week, I want to talk about museums. Museums. Now, not really like your run-of-the-mill, like, go in an empty cold room and look at a giant dinosaur statue type oh, no, museum. No. I want to talk about some some interesting museums. Uh, because I've been to a few interesting museums. I am from Dallas, Texas. Um, a small town outside of Dallas, Texas, I mean. And uh, they have many interesting museums. Dallas <laughs> has a lot of museums. Um, That's wonderful. But I figured the one that I wanted to share with you today is the glorious, glorious. President George W. Bush Presidential Center. Presidential Center. This is, mm-hmm. this is all just a, a George W. Bush library? Librarian? Yes, ma'am. Yes, oh, ma'am. <laughs> the George W. Bush Presidential Center is a combination museum and presidential library that is in University Park, Texas. Um, That is over by Southern Methodist University in uh, Dallas, Texas. The center opened in 2013, which was technically under the Obama administration, and it is the 13th presidential library. And just in case you didn't know, the presidential libraries are all owned by the National Archives and Records Administration. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so the whole the whole thing is essentially about George W. Bush, um, Texas's favorite country boy president. Wow, we really like him. <laughs> we got a highway named after him. Yeah. He's really great. I think. I don't really know. <laughs> I was like I was like 6 when he was president. So Yeah. We're we're here to talk about the library and not whether or not George yeah. W. Bush was a good person let alone president. Because You guys can <laughs> you guys can have your own opinion of George W. Bush yeah. because I can tell you mine is extremely limited. Yeah. What I know, I got from this museum and library presidential center because I had the pleasure of going to this amazing place when I was in middle school. And I figured I would just share a little bit about my experience and the wonders of the George W. Bush please Presidential please. Museum. Tell us what it was like being so, a prepubescent within the world of Bush. <laughs> a rambunctious young child walks through the doors of the George W. Bush Presidential Center. Yes. What do they see? What do they see? There are there are a few notable notable things of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, the big ones that get talked about a lot are um, the two scale Oval Office that you can walk in, sit in a chair, um, wow, sit in it. It's pretty cool. It's a cool little Oval Office. Um, it's got like the carpet and everything, and the people that work there are like really nice and very eager to talk about this Oval Office. <laughs> So there's that. They really um, want you to sit in the office. They want you to feel really like George W. Bush. Because otherwise... They put yourself <laughs> in his shoes. Exactly. Exactly. 
It's not many other places where you can get into the Oval Office. I yeah, it's true, and it's it's pretty hard to get into the White House these days. I I don't know. I've never been there. I'm from around DC, harder, uh, and I've actually never been in the White House or up the Washington Monument, uh, which is kind of a disgrace, but that's okay. Um, sometimes you don't make it up there. And then there was an earthquake. I don't know if you knew about this. You probably didn't. There was an earthquake in D.C. And the Washington Monument cracked. It it, it cracked. <gasps> and so it's been closed. What was this? The, oh, man. I was... All I remember about this earthquake was I was in a gym at a summer camp underneath a weight room. And I was, like, looking back, I was like, the weights totally could have fallen on us and we would have been crushed. The Washington Monument has been closed for years and just recently opened back up and then got closed again because of COVID. Um, so Nice, nice. Not I've experienced one, one earthquake in my life and everybody who I tell the story to thinks it's a lie, but it's actually true. Oh? oh. <laughs> yeah. It was the middle of the night. And it was a it was an earthquake that happened in Oklahoma that like waves of it were felt. It was very that weird. Was very weird. Anyway, other than the two scale Oval Office, um, there are many notable artifacts inside the George W. Bush Presidential Museum, including, uh, I believe it is a twenty two foot steel beam from uh, one of the two towers uh. from nine eleven. It is the sort of centerpiece of uh they had this giant room they still do it's a permanent exhibit um that's basically all about um 9-11 and that exhibit is called a nation under attack it made all of us cry yeah um nothing like but the cool the other cool thing that's in there um in addition to the giant beam which you can actually you're allowed to touch it um, so that's pretty that's cool. I don't know if you can touch the one that's at the actual 9-11 museum because that one's like huge. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that they have is the bullhorn. Oh. Like the little like megaphone or whatever that, he... that the president, yeah, that he used to talk to people when he was there, like on ground zero and they keep it in like a little like case <laughs> or whatever. Um, so that's pretty that's pretty neat. I know he was the president and everything, but man, and I know this is a museum all about him, but it's just like such a, it feel, it's not, it's not a hot take. It feels like a hot take to look at 9-11 from George Bush's perspective, because I feel like maybe he was not the most important person on that day, but you know, <laughs> arguably, arguably arguably but this is this is we got his bullhorn we got though. his bullhorn he probably spit on that i mean maybe we can clone him <laughs> from his bullhorn oh look okay here it is oh okay I've, i'm listeners i'm scrolling through the website of uh the george w bush library clone high a clone high too oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> Um, <laughs> we have we have uh, we have John F. Kennedy who was shot in yeah. Dallas, and then we have um, George <laughs> W. Bush who was from Texas. Woo wee! Uh, for people who don't know what Clone High is, it's kind of the reason why Cecil and I are friends. Um, it's this MTV cartoon from the early two thousands where they cloned uh, a bunch of historical figures. Historical figures, and I can do a really good JFK imitation. <laughs> of last semester uh it was a big meme um and it was very funny uh i if if you have the time to go check out clone high you definitely should it's very funny if you want yeah it's very if you want quite funny rumors of a sequel yeah is it happening nobody knows it's really entertaining to see what everyone thinks um dining Anyway, but tell me more about the George W. Bush Museum. This museum, there are um, tons upon tons. Uh, I, I think the number's around like forty thousand or something crazy like that. Um, like objects and um, gifts that were given to uh, George W. Bush in this little museum and um, library and archive. It's very cool. I did some reading up mm-hmm. and. Did you know that the president is not allowed to keep most of the stuff that he gets? Oh, 
Well, that makes sense. I think. Yeah. There, so there's so there's a price limit on mm. it. Um, well, there's there's two rules. One, if it's from any like foreign official. So if it's like say like the Queen of England gets the president something. Yeah. That that belongs to the American yes. people. Like it belongs to everyone. So the president doesn't get to keep that for um, themselves after their term Makes is up. Sense. Um, because it goes it goes into like a you know like the national archives or whatever. Um, but the other rule is if it's under three hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. the president can more than like more than often keep Aww. it. So if they want to keep any object that's over that price limit. Um, they gotta buy it from, yeah, from the archive prices. (laughs) I've been (laughs) speaking of prices. I'm, I'm. You're looking at the menu menu of um the George Bush Museum. It's called Cafe Forty Three because he was the forty third president. The forty third president. One of the starters is fried avocado, and it's eleven dollars. Eleven dollars for a fried avocado. What does that even mean? What is a fried avocado? Are these his favorite foods? No way. I mean, maybe. I hope these are. His, I hope these are his favorite foods. I hope so. If it's not, then it's not authentic to the George W. <laughs> Bush experience. Um, Mister, Mrs. Bush's award-winning cowboy cookies for seven dollars. That's <laughs> I. It comes with ice cream. That's not seven dollars worth of I burrata probably not you can get you can get the same authentic texas experience by going to walmart (laughs) and buying a gallon of bluebell for five dollars does sound good though texas pecan praline french toast with berries and bacon Ooh, dude pralines are so good yes they are my my grandpa keeps like pralines like in his car and he would like give them like with that with the heat would the heat mess with that (laughs) <laughs> yes, they make them soft and squishy and very delicious. Um, my, another thing, they've got mahi tacos, which fish tacos. Isn't Dallas landlocked? Landlocked? Do you do you guys even have like a a river? Uh, apologies for my poor I, geography I skills. <laughs> river. Uh, I love how even I don't know the. I I'm not. I don't. What what's what? geography? I'm a gender studies prospective major <laughs> um there's there's like some there's like lake levon and stuff like that but yeah. that's still like 20 ish minutes away if not more so there's no there's no like river that runs through dallas where do they I get the think. fish <laughs> if it is it's news from me somewhere okay, mrs bush's favorite sandwich somewhere. actually does sound really good um it's tomato avocado mozzarella and Ooh. mayo um we don't have to spend too much more time on this menu. I just, I haven't been to a real restaurant in a year, as many other people haven't. Um, and something about this is just hitting. It's just hitting. Caramel brownie bar? Oh, yes. Anyway, Ooh. so you go to the George W. Bush Museum as a child, and they show you the bullhorn from 9-11, and you sit in the Oval Office. What, what happens next? Um, well, you could check out any number of temporary exhibits that the um, that the library mm-hmm. keeps up. Uh, but before I tell you about the very exciting temporary exhibit that I got to see, I think it's about time that we do a station ID. Okay. That unintentionally rhymed. That, that was, was pretty, pretty, pretty saucy. good. All right. So, of course, uh, this is unsupervised on WOBC 91.5 FM Oberlin College and Community Radio. Hazel, would you like to read off our favorite <laughs> Here's PSA? a quick message from the station. Be careful crossing railroad tracks. Always stop, look both ways, and listen before walking or driving over active rail lines. Thank you very much. Woo! Woo! The other night, we were driving through Main Street and it was so late, I thought I saw a train. It was actually a I, truck. Okay. So I was out driving as well. I saw a train for the first time. But let me just let me take a little uh, a little detour to I've developed a weird thing ever since taking um, the cryptozoology exco uh, where no, wherever whenever I see like two lights in the distance, Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's the Mothman. 
those two lights in the distance are the eyes of the Mothman. I am seeing the Mothman. Does the Mothman? We haven't seen the Mo- we haven't seen the Mothman on a night drive yet, but you know we have seen so many Bigfoot, a lot of Bigfoot <laughs> statues, so many of them. Do you think that George W. Bush believed in Bigfoot? Alternatively, do you think that they tell presidents about cryptids that exists, but then they're like, "You have to keep it a secret, Mr. President. You can't tell the world about Bigfoot." I think well, that's that's like people who think like like the S like SCP stuff like. There is, there is like C- CIA, like classified files on UFOs. That... I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one yeah. on Bigfoot. Like legitimate, mm-hmm. like legitimately, might just become president <laughs> to try and find the CIA files. Uh, vote on the for Mothman. Cecil, our first Mothman supporting president. I support Mothman, and I support you. <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! Oh, temporary temporary exhibit. So, the temporary exhibit that I got to see when I went to the George W. Bush Museum in, golly, it must have been like 2015, perhaps? 2015, 2016, yeah. 2014? One of those, one of those years. Um, I got to see a collection of paintings mm-hmm. done by former President George Wonderful. W. Bush himself. What were those paintings of? Because... Uh, after, after he, uh, I think it was during and after his presidency, he took up the hobby of painting. And one of the things that he painted, um, a lot of was pictures of different world leaders that he would meet and he would gift them, um, (laughs) these paintings. And then he would also paint some that like he kept for himself, so, uh, in this exhibit, there was uh, a lot of different paintings from him, and then also pictures of him and world leaders, with the world leaders, like, holding the pictures of the paintings that he had done. Um, and it was very interesting. He's not a bad painter. Yeah. Like, he's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good painting. He, he um, seems to know what he's doing. And I, I feel like that's just a very fun, like, little quirky thing for the president yeah. to do. He's, he's also an artist. <laughs> he's also, he's also an, artist. an artist he's a war criminal and an artist there's <laughs> <laughs> well, every single president's a war criminal i mean anyway uh I, i'm not i'm not wrong not it's wrong. just a fact but uh ooh, 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 ooh. want to hear about his, hear about his dogs tell me about his dogs <laughs> Well, I don't remember my, very much about his dogs because I did go to this museum like eight but. years ago. But, uh, but you can learn about George W. Bush's dogs and other pets in the portion of the museum dedicated to his ranch. His ranch and his Ooh. house. Well, I um, I believe he lit. He I believe he still lives on the um on the ranch <laughs> in Texas. It's kind of where he went after. Um, after his terms, yes, term, term, terms. I don't know. And his dogs are so cute. They're, They're like what are what kind of dog is this? They they look Those like Westies schnauzers? to me, but black. I guess it's a Schnauzer. I don't know. I don't okay. know dog breeds. They're like hanging out, and their names Barney are Barney and Miss Beasley. Barney. Why doesn't Barney get a title? Miss Beasley. Mister Beasley. Mister Barney. Anyway, what a. What, Mr. Yeah. Barney. I don't know. Who knows? Baby, but baby Barney. Anyway, um, so yeah, you can learn a little bit about their dogs and their home. And I remember the really specific thing that I learned mm-hmm. in that part of the exhibit was um, how the uh, Secret Service will still guard the presidents after they're yes. done being president. Like, they for do. the rest of their life. I... Fifth grade me <laughs> did not know that fact. Um, so that that was extremely fascinating to me, the fact that um, you kind of get to have a a weird yeah. protected connection, uh, even yeah. even afterward. It is so, it is interesting that we afford that quite... the United States affords that to former leaders. I wonder if that's like a normal thing around the world. I I genuinely have no idea. Yeah, or also like when that started, because I don't know if that was a. Th- I mean, the Secret Service. I don't think that was yeah. a thing forever. Um, and I don't know if guarding past presidents was a thing forever. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, maybe on a, we'll we'll find out. We'll do a deep dive into presidents. Mm. 
into the secret um, service I, listeners as we've been talking about the secret service i found um george w bush's barney cams um f- about barney and miss beasley and one of them from 2003 is called barney reloaded and i think that maybe it's a matrix parody with the dog <laughs> that's almost as old yeah. as i am and it's like and the staff i don't know when the matrix is reloaded came out so who knows oh my goodness did you see that cat in the hat oh my is that god the cat in the hat <laughs> where was he oh <laughs> wow terrifying. he's so scary he's in the white no, house thank you no thank you cat in the hat why is he that <laughs> that's a threat to national security Come on, someone call the secret service. service. But anyway, uh, that's fun. It's fun that they try and they do cute little things with dogs. Um, I've been presidents, presidents love dogs. Dogs, people yeah. love dog presidents. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've been I've been playing this mobile game um, called Democratic Socialism Simulator, and you play as the president of the United States, and you're like trying to be a good president and like make sure that there's equality in the world and that you don't bust the budget and that also like global warming stops and one of the one point they'll ask you like would you like to get a dog or a cat and if you get a cat like it doesn't affect your polling numbers at all but if you get a dog your polling numbers go up like crazy so americans love dogs people like dogs <laughs> american dogs are, they? are very american <laughs> okay i have no idea cool 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 um yeah it's just like Amer- an American to have thing. A dog. dog people. I don't know. Um, but. Um, yes. And so, please. The. So you, you were talking about the. the, the Democratic game socialism. Where you get to make choices. The exhibit. <laughs> Simulator. Yes. Yes. Um, though. The one in the George W. Bush Museum. Is not. Um, it's probably a little more right leaning. <laughs> because I don't. I don't think that that was exactly the goal yeah, under the I would Bush say administration. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> um, but there is some fun little interactive games that they have around, like on like screens and stuff. And one of them uh, lets you kind of like choose president choose president stuff. stuff. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, like make little, Tell me little more. president decisions. I personally like the one where you get to tour his little house. Ooh. That one's fun. That does sound fun. So yeah. I I can tell you honestly a lot more about what happened after we were done at the George W. Bush Museum than being inside the George W. Bush Museum, but it was a lovely experience and um, just I think a, a classic piece of a classic piece of yeah Texas history, yeah Re- recent Texas history. Uh, the place has not the place has not been along no. uh, around that long, so. Um, but it's cool. pretty dang cool. Yeah. I, I think maybe the, the thing you were talking about was the situation room um, experience where you, like, go in. And I think the tagline for it is really great. Communication, decision-making, critical thinking, leadership, collaboration. Um, that's situation. Woo. But, yeah, thank you so much for telling us all about the George W. Bush experience. <laughs> You're welcome. And I guess to um, actually, we should probably uh, do our midway our midway break before I I rattle off a little bit Ooh. more about some different museums yeah. that can be found. Um, so, so of course, uh, listeners, this is unsupervised on WOBC ninety one point five FM Oberlin College and Community yeah. Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, four more cool museums that can be found in Dallas. Um, whether or not you can go to them is probably a, but, little, a little wacky right now, but they exist and they still exist. So a relic from our if you're past. Ever there. <laughs> so, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start normal and get a little uh, wackier as we go. First. Uh, Dallas Museum of Art, easily my favorite museum in the city and probably the state. It is so lovely. I've been on how many dates <laughs> have I been on there? At least one, maybe two, and a school trip. Uh, 
very very fun i love the they're I really love great museums in general um getting to have an art museum on campus is like a, yeah a blessing not to promote overland but it's incredible it's nice I, <laughs> it's a cool little feature <laughs> on the overland <laughs> radio show the the allen is very good and i'm like uh just the whole that whole like the art library and the museum and i just i need everything to be open again so i yeah. can just hang out there all the time <laughs> absolutely um huge huge art nerd me um so dma very cool which room um, in the they've got which room in the dma in there. um is the most romantic oh uh hands down i forgot what it's like called but um on one of the floors, there's this really small, Ooh. like, offshoot room, and it's painted dark red. And there's, like, maybe less than ten works of art in there, but they're all, um, they're all pieces of Spanish oh, Catholic yeah. art, I believe. Um, and they're, they're, like, stunning. Um, it's a gorgeous room. It is, like... Like, my jaw drops every time I walk in there. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um, and for, uh, I said I've been there for a school trip, uh, actually for my, um, I believe it was my junior year, I uh, had a project in my humanities English class where we got to, we had to repaint one of the paintings in the Ooh. Dallas uh, Museum of Art. Um, which doesn't seem like it would be an English project, but, um, we had to, like, also pair it with a poem, so, and then do, like, a write-up about it, so it did end up being a, like, English project, but it was really, really cool, and I chose a piece from that room, so, um, very, very good, uh, that's the most (laughs) romantic room, it's very pretty, um, so the DMA, uh, next one, uh, Perel Museum of Nature and Science, also been on a date here my partner's an absolute uh science nerd so we um i you know museum dates they they're the best uh the perot opened when i was so it's not that old of a museum um but i i it was a it was a it no it's not old uh at all it was a huge deal when it got built and um, opened to the at public. This, the architecture uh, of this building is so cool. The way that they have this, it must be an escalator just like sticking out the side. Yeah, the Perot. The Perot? Yeah. Uh, those are the stairs, actually. Like they're all oh, like, wow. they're I mean, actual that's stairs. Cool. Still. Um, there's, because there's, there's the elevator in the middle and the stairs, and then there's like five different floors and a basement. And each floor is dedicated to something different. Um, there's very cool stuff in there. The basement is based Ooh. completely around sports science. And they have a little, like, interact. They have multiple interactive things. Um, one of them, actually, a uh, roundabout. Let's Whoa! Stimulate an earthquake. Whoa! It's like a shaky platform that you stand on, and it goes like, blah, 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 and you, you shake a shake a yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the earthquake simulator. <laughs> Um, they've got fun dinosaurs in there. Yeah. They've got a big rock a, a in there. Rock? It looks like a heart. It's cool. Yeah, it's like a geode. It's a cracked open geode. It's a big cracked open geode Aww, that looks like a that's heart. That's delightful. It's very cute. Um, yeah. Pro Museum of Science. Uh, next museum is actually a museum I didn't know about. I've never been here. It's called Old Red. Um, from what I read about it, it's kind of random. Um, it's kind of like an everything okay. under the sun museum. Um, but one of the most notable things they have in there, um, are the handcuffs of the guy that shot <laughs> JFK. That's fantastic. Um, I'm glad that they have that. They got his handcuffs in there. Um, but if you look up like a picture of the building, uh, the building oh, is super like interesting. Um, yeah. It, yeah, looks, like it looks like the a castle. It's the a, Smithsonian it's a, it's building odd, in DC but... as well. Um, which is, I'll, when, if I end up talking about museums, I can talk a little bit about the Smithsonian. Um, but yeah, this is a very cool, very cool building. It's got a bunch of turrets. So that's old red, that, and, uh, the picture that Hazel just kind of pulled up for the both of us showed it, um, right next to the iconic building with the ball in 
Dallas, which means uh, the old I totally thought that was a water tower. in downtown. What what is um, that? So <laughs> no, Why? no, that's that's a building. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what it is. I have no idea what it is because I've never been in there. There's like I've heard a million different things about what that that little building yeah. with the ball on top of it that's... is, and I still don't know. It's a mystery it... that will forever elude me. Oh, okay. It lights so up cool at night, though. Not only do they have the handcuffs of the guy who got arrested, it's literally around the corner from where JFK got shot. <laughs> it's on Delaney Plaza, past the grassy knoll. That's wild. I wonder if... Surprise! I wonder Surprise! if you can see it in... Um... You know, Umbrella Academy, their second season was all about trying to stop the assassination of JFK. Uh, spoiler alert, they did not stop the assassination of JFK. Yeah. That would, that would break time. Don't, hmm, guess we have a, guess we have an episode in order yeah. where I talk about the politics of time. JFK's death was very important. <laughs> I have some very, I have some very stout emotions about yes. the mechanics of time travel. Time time rules. Time rules. Um, very cool. But yeah, so Old Red and JFK, yes. And what what else do you got for me? Cool looking museum. And the last museum I have for you is um Uh interesting. (laughs) Uh are you like the the MLM the multi level marketing scheme, like Girl Boss? Uh I yeah, the, the I've, makeup I've of, multi-level marketing I've heard of the, the brand. Did you know that in Dallas, there is a museum dedicated to the one, the, the girl only, boss. the girl boss? I did not know that. Mary Kay. Um. Neither did I, and I thought it was <laughs> a lie when I read it. And then I went on the website that looks like it hasn't been updated t- since, like, 2005. And... Wonderful. I saw it. Um, Mary Kay has a pink car of some sort, and it's in that museum. Mary Kay is not alive anymore. The original Mary Kay, uh, I believe her full name is Mary Kay Ash, is not <laughs> alive anymore. Um, but that this, this website is in wildly memory. old. Um, it looks like it looks <laughs> like 2005 as a website. Holy crap! There's a thing in Flash the corner player? about Flash Player. I don't think no, Flash they Player got rid of it in anymore. December of 2020. But, oh my goodness. A history oh goodness. of enriching women's lives. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, girl boss. <laughs> girl boss. Girl boss. This oh, is the girl worm. boss portion of the episode. Oh, worm. Museum oh, highlights. Oh my goodness. What are the museum oh, yeah. highlights, let's, let's go back. according um, to the website? Uh, there's milestones. Um, it's very mm. vague on the highlights. I guess there weren't many. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Mary Kay is fine. Okay. they opened, Mary Kay opened its doors in 1963. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, in 1969, Mary Kay kissed a Cadillac car. Oh, that's the, the, Cadillac. that's the car. That's the pink Cadillac that's in the museum. Um, it's, it's a Cadillac. I wonder if they talk about controversies anywhere. Um, that's so lame. They should Probably address not. that head on. Oh, you want to? Ooh. Yeah, you want to look at the map? We, are, just we got a map. map. We found a map. Um, it's What's the on floor the map? <laughs> it's the we floor plan of the museum. Map. We've got places such as past product lines and fiscal financial history. I would love to see financial history it's like one single (laughs) wall it's probably like smaller than my dorm room the amount of space that they've had for financial history but i would just love to know about that Um, is there a controversy section gowns obviously uh personal photos Um, a mannequin 24 it's okay just mary Kay mannequin is is the whole thing just the Alice is it like a mannequin. wax figure? I, I don't know. Or uh, that's mildly threatening. Thirty-one I'm is the eternal afraid. flame sculpture, which is wildly cult-like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the the Mary Kay oh, pilgrimage. 
<laughs> you oh, have to no. come and kiss the pink Cadillac before you can be a true member oh, of boy. Mary Kay. Yeah, there's nothing that specifically says like, uh, well, Mary Kay in the media number four, which is a, a very another small hallway. Mm. This is a surprisingly yeah, I mean large museum. It's a I mean it's floor. it's like a it's, a it's like floor. a floor. It's... Two floors. It's a floor of a the the pictures that they're using on the website look like yeah. a like full office <laughs> building. And I was like, that that no. whole thing can't be the museum, it's can it? Hallway. No, it's not. <laughs> um I think part of that is yeah, it's like a I think the Mary Kay Museum is in Hey, headquarters. Yeah. Oh, it's part of the, the Mary, Mary Kay headquarters. headquarters. The 13th floor. With Mary Kay's lucky number being 13, it's no surprise that her office and the executive offices are located on that floor. Wow. Multi, uh, multi-level hmm. marketing some swanky companies offices. are scary and bad. Don't join You heard them. it here, guys. Tune in. Tune in for an episode about... <laughs> time travel yeah it'll it'll be it'll be a romp it'll be a true treat it'll be a true treat um so yeah i think that just about covers all the all the bases on my my museum research um into the into the multifaceted uh, world of museums in dallas thank you very much so i figured (laughs) oh you're welcome of course so I figured uh, we could, we're a few minutes early, but yeah. uh, we could give our last, um, our second to last, I suppose, station ID. And then, Hazel, maybe you can tell me yeah, about some of the I museums you where you museums. are from. Um, All right. First, ooh. a quick PSA. Thank you for wearing a mask. I know you're doing it to protect me. COVID symptoms may not appear for up to two weeks after infection, but the carrier is contagious within days. There's no way to know for sure that someone doesn't have COVID-19 until it's too late to avoid spreading it. And, just in case you forgot, this is Unsupervised on WLBC 91.5 FM Overland College and Community Radio. Did it do? Okay, so, um, as I sort of mentioned earlier, DC's museums, um, most of them are part of the Smithsonian, which means that they're all free. Uh, most of the museums in DC are free, uh, like the Natural History Museum and the American History Museum and the Natural—it's uh, not science. It's that's just the History Museum, but they like go into um, like sciencey stuff. So that's why I got confused. Uh, the the Modern Art Museum, which is my personal fave, the Horshorn, um, the uh, African oh is it the African American History Museum I think that is what it's called the uh, Indigenous People's Museum which because it was like founded in the 90s is called the uh, Native American Museum um, which has a very cool architecture there are a bunch of the museums in DC are are free very cool my favorite is the Modern Art Museum and the Botanical Gardens um I like the botanical gardens because when I was younger, when I lived in the city uh, up until I was three, when we moved out to the suburbs and every year for the holidays, we would go, my parents would take three-year-old Hazel to the botanical gardens. Isn't this beautiful? <laughs> um, these, the, yeah. these are just botanical just gardens. I pulled up some Google images. And Those are just, yeah. Okay. So here's the DC botanical gardens. Um, but they set up these train tracks all throughout the botanical gardens um, and they have all the like. I have a. a... Is there a? It's it's like toy trains. Botanical um, train. J- that just run all up along the ceilings and everything, and we would go there and uh, take our holiday cards there. Um, it's very pretty, and one of my favorite things to do, like when I have pre-pandemic, when I would have like out-of-town guests, is take them to the botanical gardens and make them play hide and seek with me in this you know national museum because that's fun and chaotic that's so good um and then the uh, yeah that's my favorite dc museum um but my one really cool museum that i wanted to talk about 
is the city museum in um, St. Louis. So my great aunt on my mom's side lives in St. Louis. And when I was 13, um, I went and like visited her for a weekend and um, on a Tumblr post, actually, I'd come across this thing that was talking about like, uh, what if uh, there were places, there were playgrounds for adults. And someone was like, there actually is, it's this museum in St. Louis that has, um, a bunch of different play structures. And so I went there with my great aunt and crawled around. And this thing is so cool. They've got like, I, I can't even explain it. They've got 30 story tall slides and all this really incredible, um, like climbing structures and yeah, they got this plane on the roof. <laughs> Dude, post pandemic, I just want to go take yeah. me to St. Louis. Yeah. I want to um, crawl. I like did a bunch before that trip. I did a bunch of research into the museum, and uh, I they said bring knee pads, and so I like brought my little knee pads and like crawled around. I'm going, I'm going on, on a crawl. A, I'm going on a crawl uh, to feel something. It's, literally, it's very very cool. Um, I just would love photos. I was, like, so nervous for this trip because it was the first trip that I ever went on, like, by myself. I went on a plane, um, and I was young. Wow. The first the first time I ever went on a plane wow. alone was All roads to lead to Oberlin, Oberlin actually. <laughs> look, look at this. All, all planes. And that was actually, that was, because uh, that was before yeah. everything went crazy. I visited campus. Um, and that was actually the, the yeah. first time I got to go inside to talk the about Allen museums. museums now. So Absolutely. That's very good. Man. Interactive museums. You want to hear about the most sure, Texas please. interactive museum I've ever been to? Um, <laughs> and I mean, if we want to talk about future episode topics, um, grocery store chains. Um, Texas is known for a certain oh. grocery store chain called HEB. And this particular interactive children's museum had a kid-sized HEB wow. in the basement. That's very cool. And it was it was very chaotic and i spent most of my time in there like borderline having an anxiety episode trying to find all these like pieces oh, no. of food and put them where they were supposed <laughs> to go because kids were putting food in the wrong place <laughs> i was like this belongs in the cereal section oh boy um but yeah a little h-e-b in a museum yeah just about, that's about yeah. as texas as you can get almost <laughs> as texas as george w that's bush's fried avocado that's eleven dollars. Yeah, I bet it's gonna be a lot more. It's eleven dollar fried avocado again. Um, just because they they haven't been able to make that good good revenue. Oh crap! My laundry's done, everybody. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> on our way to our the personal length to yeah. the museum of Man. the laundry room. Um, I'm just Man. a little timer because you. What does it take? What does it I take? I don't know. For a thing what to what be a what makes a museum for you? Like, would you call? Hmm, would you call like an outdoor garden that has like informational plaques a museum? You know what I'm talking about? Um, not necessarily, because. You mentioned the botanical gardens, and the closest thing that I think we have to mm-hmm. that in Dallas is the – it's an arboretum. Um, and it has a little, like, whole – I mean, honestly, it's probably closer to a museum now because there's um, – over the years, they've built, like, a really big, like, children's section dedicated to science. Um, and before, there was, like, a little history section that had reenactment, like, little – just, like, little Aww. houses built into there that you could walk in, which was my favorite part. Um, so, I mean, I guess to some people that part of it would be considered a museum, but it's always been like an arboretum. So I guess it's based, it's kind of, I guess what would make a museum to me is like, is it a collection Mm. of a lot of things that are old and or important and also like all go together somewhat cohesively? Let's talk about cohesiveness. So I did go to this one museum in Boston, and the name is escaping me right now, which is a total shame. Um, but basically, this woman 
Um, she lived by herself. She lived by herself or she was like a widow or something. And she did, dedicated her life to collecting like really weird pieces of art to turn her house into a museum. But it wasn't to make it into a curated collection. She wanted the whole house to be to be itself like an experience. And so there isn't like explanation cards anywhere because mm. according to her will, um, you weren't allowed yeah. to move anything. And like the courts defended it and was like, yeah, you can't move any of her stuff. She, she said no. Um, very cool. And some of this... Mm. That reminds me of... Um, I, saw, I saw a thing, yeah. um, like a viral video about a guy that made a museum dedicated to his late wife in their house and it was it was the most precious thing i'd ever seen it was it was a tearjerker it was quite lovely um so like 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 a like a museum can like honestly someone someone could probably walk into um i mean before (laughs) i moved most of my stuff um i my room could my room in my home could easily have been Dallas's uh 100th um, or whatever museum. Um I have a lot of weird crap. Uh yeah, another tiny museum that I'm thinking of that does like sort of push the limits of what we think a museum is is the uh Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan uh 1994 museum which was just the hallway of these two people's apartment in New York city, um, which they, I, one night I, during like spring break of junior year, sophomore year, I just like binged all of their information because all of their stuff, because they, they just have a bunch of really weird exhibits. Um, They did one exhibit all about like Nicki Minaj and like their museum. I mean, their museums technically, but, also, there's sort of other yeah. things. Yeah, I think, and I think this is an, like, an interesting turn <laughs> that we've got here, because we're at, we're at the, we're kind of getting towards the end, but um, it really begs the question, like, I, there's such heavy mm-hmm. academia surrounding museums, and I think w- with places like the place in St. Louis that you mentioned, and like children's museums and things like that, I think we are sort of taking away the um, automatic assumption that all museums have to be like strictly academic and really stuffy and um, you know not allowed to touch anything like I I feel like part of the enjoyment of learning is touching and experiencing and um, getting to like fully immerse yourself and I think it's really cool that um, people are continuing to push the boundaries of what is art and what is education I, and what is history and yeah in turn, and I, I what is what is a the deeper question of what do we feel like is worth preserving and saving and showing to people um mm, yeah like 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 what, what yeah. do we want to yeah and not, leave the, behind, not to like circle back basically. to the george bush museum but like the whole idea of the presidential libraries and everything to like leave this legacy of who who a leader was is is very interesting and i also think that it's very interesting mm. um that like you know the how just how history looks on past figures and past decisions and who and the and how much power a curator has yeah to to sort of add to Mm. that dude archival archival is one of the coolest sounding like simultaneously one of the lamest and coolest sounding jobs ever um i feel like archival work gets extremely overlooked in yeah just professional settings like it's I think so it has it's a, so cool i think it has so a lot important. of power um, that while you're saying like it is honestly, very overlooked um like yeah and it's interesting because like in a way we're all curators yeah. we're all we're yeah. all curating our own i mean not to be like extremely cheesy but i think we all cu- like i i mentioned <laughs> earlier like my room like we all we love i i've curated my own museum i have 
I have an odd amount of yeah kaiju memorabilia and little the, Leg- the things and that little we collect Legos and surround and ourselves with are are creating the little... the contents of the museum of our lives and it's very sweet it's very nice and it's it's also very, like very who we share that with um I was I was kind of thinking about it as a as a sadder thing mm. of like who are we allowing to be curators of our history but I I think that you you have have changed my perspective a little bit of like it is it, on a personal level it's so curation of of who we are is is very nice um like you're you I think are very good at um using Instagram stories to curate the little story of your life and allow a little window in. Um, and if, if you want to think of social media as like a virtual museum. <laughs> oh, abso- yeah, absolutely. Social media is completely curated. We've been this past like few weeks, me and Hazel have been very fascinated by. <laughs> oh the, yes. This, um, that's a TSA lifelong fascination for Instagram, me. And I've just the, introduced um, this. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the airport, homeland security instagram and yeah. that is very there that is very and, much a curation of yeah and it's also just like a things that are not a allowed curation on of of what the tsa what a government agency wants to be like what the image that they want to be projecting think think about the curators of, of everything that you consume people. yeah think about it because <laughs> think about mm. it mm. think about yeah. it Think about how you're yeah. curating your own life. How much and how others are for curating theirs. Your and... museum. Like in the future when you have would you would you would you have like tickets that have a price that maybe like goes towards a good cause or um would your museum be free? I don't know I don't know where I heard about <laughs> this and I might have been like making this up or it's from a dream or something, but like the idea of a place Ooh, that the entry fee is something you behind. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I've always been really fascinated by, like, talking about how I've been to art museums. Um, I've always loved getting to go to museums that have, like, little places where I can draw. Um, like, the, the same <laughs> energy as, like, and going writing. to a Michael's oh, art supply store. And yeah. and writing your and yeah writing writing your name down on a, a pad of paper because <laughs> like you exist here um like just making a big place like that where people yeah. can just come and like turning turning your on the wall museum and into a shared something. experience yeah leave, leave leave yeah leave something yeah, it's like geocaching. leave something behind um, um I don't know so yeah what about what thing. about you I. <laughs> don't know if I would want to have a museum um, because like, you know, that's very fair. Who, 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 if, if I, I don't know, existence is, is beautifully fleeting and something about having a whole space to like try and to allow other people to interpret who I was as a person after I'm gone just trips me out a little bit. Like, I have a lot of very weird mm. objects. Like, mm. right now I'm staring into the eyes of my wonderful roommate, Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> and dollhead? How, how could Charlene sit <laughs> the in a glass Charlene. case without, you know, with uh, maybe a half a pair, like, explain why I have her and what she really means? Um, no, nobody could do that. Like, it's kind of the, the question of, like, will things that you hold close to you I, will they I ever have I don't the think same they true emotional value to somebody else I think they can have their own like just as powerful emotional value yeah but it's, it's not it's not the same thing yeah yeah because obviously like and I guess that goes back to the whole reason why I chose to talk about museums because I have even though they aren't my objects I've yeah. created fond memories exactly out of them like I've, I've created my own objects out of them essentially um so yeah dang yeah we got we man a little sentimental um man before kind of sentimental. A little, yeah dang. enjoy enjoy your fried avocado with a side of emotion and introspection uh speaking of well we're getting to the end um 
as you know. We certainly are. Uh, were you able to get your word in this week? I was. I, let me, very early I on. also did. Um, let me try and think what your word is. I don't know what your Yay. word is. What What was yours? <laughs> I have no idea what yours. My word was rambunctious. I, I, mine was worm. <laughs> it's a very good one. That, that's what I did. Worm. That's what you happened. Say, I like, figured oh, worm, you wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't question it. And you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, and I wouldn't. And I didn't. Um, so, of course, thank word you gremlin. to uh, Allison, our lovely word curator, who gives yeah. us um, fun little a word a word challenge every week. Um, thank you to our about, maybe yeah. more than four listeners on uh, yeah. live radio. We, we got a first review on Apple Podcasts. It, it was, was from so uh, Apple uh, Podcast user. I like pie and I am cool. Uh, thank you, Apple Podcast user. I like pie and I am cool. <laughs> I like pie too, and I'm also yeah. cool, and you're cool. Um, so incredible. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in to Unsupervised on WOBC 91.5 FM, Overland College and Community Radio. Obviously, mentioned it before, but if you're interested in uh, what we're up to, we got our own Instagram page, and uh, <laughs> we have our episodes recorded Ooh. on Spotify and Apple Podcasts good good stuff if you're interested our intro song today was birdhouse in your soul by they might be giants and our outro song is art exhibit by young the giant as always i am the museum curator of the self cecil and i'm not george bush hazel and we'll see you next time good night good night good night I, I saw a picture of you today at an art exhibit on memory lane. You wore the spells we found on i